What's up guys? Welcome back to The Standpoint. You can take it or leave it. So this is part two of our Old Roots series episode featuring um, or focused on law school, but with a twist this time. So in the first part, we did um, invite three law students. But for this one, we invited two law students and an actual lawyer here with us. So it should be pretty interesting. You know, you guys can like um, ask questions and learn also from our lawyer guest here today, right? So, yeah, but of course, we're going to be focusing also on, you know, the usual self-growth um, experiences of these guys, you know, um, in law school and, you know, and, and being in the legal profession. So, ayun, um, before we get started, uh, maybe you guys can go introduce yourselves. We can start, Muna, with the students. Uh, whoever wants to can go first. Yeah, whoever wants to go first. Like, go so, yeah, since I'm younger... <laughs> So I'm Jelian, and close friends would call me JV. I'm a third-year law student in Ateneo Law School. Yeah. Awesome. Welcome. Right. Welcome. Hi, my name is Chelsea, and I am currently a fourth-year law student in the Ateneo also. Um, I'm in the International Law and Development track, and if all goes well, hopefully I am set to take the bar next year. Awesome, right. welcome. It's pretty cool that the, the last episode we had like first year, second year. Mm-hmm. Now we have third Last year, fourth year, year. Yeah, and then yeah. While we're waiting for our our lawyer to come back because of her Wi-Fi issues, it's all good. Um, I guess Mon, you can ask the students the first question. Oh yeah, so yeah. All right. So before we get into like the whole young journey in your looking what you've learned so far being in law school, the growth aspects and all that. Like, what made you guys decide to be lawyers in the future? You know, why enter law school in the first place? For me, it's not super interesting. I just decided that I wanted to be a lawyer because I wanted mm. to be different from the people in my family. Like, we're already set with a business and all that. I didn't really need to go to law school, but I wanted to be different. So I decided to go to law and I found it interesting. And thankfully, I'm still here like three years in. So I guess it's for me, and I think it's for me. <laughs> Yes, you've stuck with it this long, right? Yeah, I've stuck with it, so <clears throat> might as well. Yeah. For me, I initially just thought of going to law school because I was sort of like playing based on my strengths. When I was in high school, I used to do debate and impromptu speeches and all that stuff. And so I thought, oh, I'm really good at this, so maybe I'm going to be a great lawyer. And I can apply this to that kind of profession. But then eventually also, like what JV said, um, I found my way through law school and I started enjoying it, especially because the advocacies that I personally have and support um, are all in line with the reason why I eventually want to become a lawyer. Um, I guess for me... Um, it's kind of a funny story. It's because I come from a family of doctors. <laughs> and parang, I wanted to be different. Nice. So I was like, mm, I'm going to try a different path than like, what the rest of my family like, you know, went through. So I was like, mm, I want to become a lawyer. <laughs> That's 
actually it. <laughs> and now you did it. Very mm. yeah. same uh-huh. with, you know, with JV, Duba. So she also mentioned that she wanted to sort of differ from um, her family also, Duba. Yeah, super late. I really just wanted to like veer away from what was the norm in my family. So I was like, mm, let's just do something challenging. But at least I enjoy it, right? Like I really found like passion with what I'm studying and whatever. So yeah, it made it easier yeah. then. Actually, same also. Because like initially, right? like I just wanted to like veer away from what my family like was already doing. But then, like while I was in law school, I eventually like you know found the passion for it, like um speaking and um you know I I love to read, so parang the readings weren't really a problem for me. So parang um eventually I learned to love it. And kind of like, um, it became my dream. Then, even though like initially, yeah, I just wanted to be different. Yeah, good for you guys, Deva. And you know, like I mentioned, Kanina, like you know, law school is challenging, Deva. I think that's a big understatement of what you actually have to go through, Deva, in law school. Um, even in the previous part that we did, yeah, they did say that it was. Um, something that they wanted to get into, but once they were there, but it was completely like difficult, you know, just going through the days of, you know, studying and all that. So, but props to you guys, especially for Trish, about to, you know, be able to like actually see it through now and be a licensed attorney, right? So, yeah, good job, guys, and you know, hopefully we continue to hear more about your stories, about right? moving forward with the, with the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So. For our two law students, you guys are kind of in the middle, nearing the end of your journey, right? So, how has life been in law school now with all of your schedules and everything? And for our lawyer here, how does it differ, you know, the workload? I'm sure it's a lot more now, now that you're a licensed attorney as compared to when you were in law school. Um, I can start first. Go ahead. Um, for me, since I'm already in fourth year, I'm just comparing it to how my load was when I was in first year to third year. Because I personally think that the heaviest load in law school, at least in Ateneo, would be second year and third year. Okay. And I know yeah, that's that what we heard. Yeah. Right. So we heard second year. Yeah, so though. Now, now that I'm in fourth year, I'm only doing review subjects for the bar so I already essentially know everything and then I'm just going through it all over again but I guess what makes my schedule really hassle is the fact that I have to do thesis so in Ateneo we have a thesis defense that we have to do and we're in fourth year but other than that I think it's a relatively lighter load but there's just more pressure on your part since you know that this is going to be the last time you're going to be studying these things. Yeah. And then here you're going to have to take the bar. I super agree with Jess because, okay, backstory, funny story. When I was starting out in Ateneo, I would talk to Chelsea and ask for advice with oh. how am I going to get through all the readings? Holy crap. Like, like they would give us like non-stop readings and for me it was like such a culture shock like coming out of like an economics degree you don't really read that much and then 
a bunch of readings are like thrown at your face when you start. We have this introduction to Locus at the start. So that's when you determine if you can actually stomach all the readings or not. Then you can just go and then work or do whatever. But then, yeah, it doesn't become easier, sad to say. It just becomes harder. And then what's nice is that you just find a way to work your way around it. Yeah. Like you'll find your own study schedule because once I, when I started, I literally did not have a social life. I was literally just at home. I wouldn't even go out with my my boyfriend or my family or whoever. Like, and they would get mad at me. Like, can you stop studying? Like, that's too much, na. And then I realized, na it's it's super impossible to just keep working because you're yeah. gonna lose your mind. Yeah. So I learned like to like part like apportion my time to like my social life and then studies because at, I learned at the end of the day you you'll need to study it anyway. So why like push yourself too much? So I'm happy na. It's already face to face, and for me, like it's better because it's so hard being alone, like at home. Like as soon as you turn off your laptop, what you're just gonna study because wala kang kakwentuhan. Like after class, for example, you don't have plans to eat dinner out, so it's good for like mental health and everything. So yeah, it's better now because you learn to adapt, but it doesn't get easier. You just find your way around things. Yeah, I think it was emphasized also in the last mm. episode that we did that you really do need to take time for yourself because you're not going to be able to function properly for anyone else, right? If you're not, you know, your mental health isn't being monitored carefully. So good for you guys for also being able to, you know, adjust like with law students, med students. It doesn't get any any harder from what we've heard from everyone. Each year it just gets harder and harder, but they find a way to cope with everything and that's not an easy thing to do so props to you guys for being able to do that yeah just to add to what uh, Jillian said I think that's very common for especially for freshmen mm-hmm. or freshman law students because like first time we um, we don't know how things go pa. Um, we're so overwhelmed with other readings and stuff so parang we tend to like um, just study the whole day and not have a social life and like um not have like work life balance so parang um as you progress into law school i think like you learn to like um manage your time better parang it's not all you start to go out with your friends na and like um form like study groups and stuff like that so parang it's really, really common for freshmen talaga. But like, as you uh, get older, like as you progress, you're gonna really have to learn how to manage your time well. Because if not, you're gonna go crazy talaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also, as you progress in law school, you also realize that studying is not the end-all, be-all of law school. Yeah. And that... Yeah. For you to survive and for you to really enjoy your journey, it's so important for you to find really good friends or like mm-hmm. have a good bond with your block and do all these things with your family, even though you barely have the time to do it. So yeah, I think that's really important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, it's really important to really take steps into making sure that um, your your mental health is taken care of the blood throughout the journey. Because for example, you didn't really 
prioritize your mental health or your break times, diba? And you really went through law school, like just being alone, like um, burying your face in a book, diba? I mean, naging lawyer ka nga in the future, pero you didn't really enjoy like the process of getting to it, diba? So parang nawala yung sense of like fulfillment, parang ganun, diba? Parang like you just went through law school just for the sake of being a lawyer, diba? So, ayun. So it's good nga that you guys prioritized um, uh, making sure that you have your breaks, your mental health is um, kept in check, diba? So it's good that students, like what Don mentioned, yung mga law students, med students, you guys, despite being in a very um, rigorous like uh, like school, diba? like law school, med school, you prioritize nga yung um, break times. You know, this is very important of you know of how you guys go through the entire process in the first place, diba? So, ayun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So wait, sorry, since. Since Trish wasn't able to answer the her question, Kanina. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no worries, no worries. So how does you know everything differ now that you're an attorney as compared to when you were in law school? Like, what was it like preparing for the bar? How did it affect also your schedules and having you know having time for your other priorities also? Oh my gosh, how to answer this question? <laughs> no, it's like, a, like sorry. Preparing, like pre- preparing for the bar is like one thing and then working is another so oh. like preparing for the bar is like a big chunk of like i'm pretty sure like jillian and chelsea no and are anxious for their respective bar exams because it really is like for as like at least for me yeah, it's the hardest exam i've ever <laughs> taken in my life <laughs> And it's not just it's not just because of like how like the questions or like um but like because you need really yeah the feeling like the preparation for the bar exams just it takes a toll on you like not just physically yeah but also mentally emotionally like the whole spectrum of things. Um, uh, especially for my batch because I took the bar exams this year, um, Feb twenty twenty one. It was supposed to be November, um, twenty oh twenty twenty two. Pala sorry, mm-hmm. supposed to be November twenty twenty one, but because of COVID and um, the surge, it got pushed back to Feb. But anyway, so our batch was pretty like um. Sobrang wild ng pinagdaanan naman because of like COVID and stuff. Yeah. So, um, two weeks before the bar exams, I got COVID. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Like three weeks before the bar exams, I got COVID. Eh, parang, um, if, like for your bar exams, you had to take an antigen test before you entered the premises. And then if mm. you tested positive, like, you can't take it anymore. You have no choice. You have to take it next year, like the next exam now. So, parang imagine like the anxiety. The stress, went, yeah. The stress I went through. Na parang, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to take the bar exams this year? But I don't want to um, take it next year because like that's going to be like a whole year of my life na naman put on hold, di ba? So, parang, that's just my experience. Because like, imagine like the experience of like the... I think we were 9,000, like 9,000 
um, bar examinees who had to study um, like the circumstances with which we were given were super like bad talaga. It's like with COVID and all. So parang, diba? It's just really, really Getting stressed really right bad. now. <laughs> yeah, just listening. I'm getting stressed. Actually, oh. dami niya kapag take because many of them tested positive. Like, you oh. remember the the surge of Omicron? Diba parang everybody was getting... Yeah, in January. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so parang that was a time na parang... Um, we were um, told by the Supreme Court to isolate ourselves na for like two weeks. We were told to like not go out at all because that's gonna risk like getting the virus but you wouldn't be able to take the, the exam. So I was in my condo. I was like cooped up in my condo alone for like a month and I still got COVID. <laughs> it's very, very, very stressful. But yeah, um, preparing for the bar exams is really um, anxiety-inducing. It's very hard. Because there are so many subjects that you have to study for. Eh. Um, actually, my bar exams, na, they reduced the syllabus na because of special circumstances, because of COVID. Parang they made the syllabus shorter. But like, I think this year, parang they went back to the normal syllabi. So it's like they have to study much more than we did. So you can only imagine <laughs> what the what the barristers right now are going through. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's for the bar exams. And for ano naman, like being a lawyer na, like work. So so different. As I was saying earlier, um there are things na we do in practice that we didn't really get to study when you were in law school. Like, um, ano ba? I'm, I'm, a, I'm in rotation right now between corporate law and litigation. So, um, I enjoy lit more litigation because uh, we did a lot of court when we were in law school. So, we had um, moot court. We studied um, uh, remedial law, which were the, like, processes that, um, the court processes and all that stuff. But for corp naman, um, it's very different because like they don't teach you how to like file like a general information sheet mm-hmm. in law school. And that's like that's like the bulk of what we do in corp. So parang it's um going into practice like straight from um taking the bar. I was really shocked at how like different things are. Um, uh, I'm speaking um for corporate law because sobrang uh iba talaga and like yung mga stuff that we we have to do in corporate like yung file BIS um file an annual financial statement for this company and yada yada yada. And we didn't get to go through that when we were in law school. So um, what I did was like find a mentor in my firm. And finding that mentor really like um, taught me the ropes. 
and that's really like that's o- the only way that parang I um learned how to do core flow. <laughs> but other than that, parang we never get got to learn that in law school. So it's it's different. It's also fun, naman, because of course you get to earn, <laughs> Yeah. And it's cool that there's new things yeah. also that you guys are learning that you didn't get to go mm-hmm. to in law school. So. That's more motivation for you guys to, you know, want to keep on doing what you guys are Ayun doing. Because oh, we're constantly learning. Naman. It's not like when you graduate na and you become a lawyer, like you're set. Na, you're definitely going to learn like, like new stuff. Diba? Like what Trish mentioned, nga, there's stuff that you didn't really technically learn or at least you didn't in law school. Diba? So at least mm-hmm. nga, you're learning more. You're gaining more new experiences. I think that's what's very important. Naman, diba? Para to keep like you know the passion for it like going then naman diba? so yeah like learning something every day and being able to apply it na talaga diba? Ayun, and with like bar exams I mean there's no way to sugarcoat it naman eh. it's very it is very difficult diba? I mean I can't speak for like for you guys diba? because I'm not really like a law student diba? pero I know that it's gonna be super hard but that's not saying I'm not saying that to like scare you guys, divine. For sure, tradition naman didn't really intend to make you guys like nervous or scared. No, I don't want to make you guys nervous. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, the diba? truth of it. That's really the truth. Pero it. yeah, it, it's no secret that it's very daunting, diba? Pero alam mo yun, it's the culmination of everything you've been through, diba? In law school, diba? So ayun, like for sure naman, as long as you have the confidence in yourself, diba? To, you know, take the exam and hope that you pass, diba? And then for sure, once you do pass, diba? Then ayun, like, Boom. <laughs> diba? So, ayun, um, like just knowing that, you know, everything you've been through in law school, you're going to be able to, you know, apply it naman with um, well, what you're going to be doing as a lawyer na, diba? So, worth it naman lahat ng pagod, diba? And ayun nga yung anxieties that you guys will have, you know, before taking the bar exam and all that. It's all part of the process, diba? I think nothing good comes easy naman. Diba? I think I mentioned that also in the first part, diba? So, ayun. All right. So, we're, we've now reached like the part in the podcast where we do get a bit more reflective. So, like we're past the part now about asking you guys, yung, oh, how, how's law school? Like, or um, how's your schedules and all that? So, yung question ito. So, how does it feel, you know, for JV and Chelsea, how does, it, how does it feel working towards being a part of the future generation of lawyers? Diba? Like, you know, being a part of the legal system in the country, diba? And for Trishnaman, of course, how does it feel, you know, being a lawyer now, diba? Like, um, the sense of fulfillment that you've had, you know, going through law school and now finally reaching your goal of becoming a lawyer, diba? So how do you guys, like, feel, diba? <laughs> About all this. <laughs> so yeah, I can start since mm. I'm again younger. <laughs> so when I reached, like when I passed, when I found out I passed my second year, all my second year classes, I was like, oh my gosh, you're halfway there. Parang counting kembut na lang. Like you're already taking the bar. So for me, that that hyped me up in a like in the sense that I wanted to do better now because I don't want to get held back because here like going through like at least two years of law school made me realize how much I really want it and how much I'm psyched up to actually like at one point be part of um the legal community and I really want to make an impact on the, uh, the legal world as well so I guess that motivation uh, I'm almost there makes me want to do better even better now than I did previously so 
yeah, it gets it gets hard, it gets tiring sometimes. You get demotivated, but once you go back to why you're starting this in the first place and look back at how far you've come, then it would make you more energized, even worse, even if pagod kana, and even if there is a part of you says, "I want this isn't worth it anymore." You're like, "No, I got this." Parang let's keep moving forward because you're almost there anyway. So that's how I feel at the moment. Na I'm almost at the finish line. And I'm sure Chelsea is like. Really, really like hyper. <laughs> even closer, even closer. Yeah, even closer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, realistically speaking, given the current circumstances, I sometimes feel disheartened or, like okay. what JV said, demotivated about where I think my profession or my future profession will take me mm-hmm. but i guess one word that i can use to describe how i'm feeling towards the future is hopeful na lang cuz i'm placing my trust and my hope not only in myself and my aspirations and my advocacies for the future but also because i know so many people who are law students or who are already lawyers in the field who really have made or are making so much impact for society and towards helping the community and so i guess the word na lang that i'm going to use is hopeful i'm feeling hopeful for me naman um i guess i can see um cuz lawyers um we're in a unique position to affect like societal change. So um parang I feel like there's something that I have to do as a lawyer to be able to give back to the community like um so sounds cliche but to help other people given nga the the unique position that I am in right now. Um so uh i'm making it a point like in my career to sort of like kahit not a big change agad but like sort of like make um kahit like tiny steps towards like um making society a better place um or like hindi siya like overnight mangyayari but yeah. like given the the power not the power given like the <laughs> unique position that I'm in right now um i can i will i can be able to you know for example help draft laws that would um make society better like help draft laws that would um you know help other people. So parang that's really my main goal right now is to um, affect that change uh, in the world. Just because like, I'm from UP, so parang I'm, we have to give back to the people, diba? So that's parang that's been ingrained in me ever since um, I started law school in UP law. Parang I really have to give back. So parang I'm doing it in my um, own little way now as a lawyer. 
Yeah, the I love those like um sharing. Seem of course for our students about JV and Chelsea, you guys mentioned that it's good that uh, at least from what I heard, it's good that you guys always remember your why, like why you started, Diva. And knowing that you're gonna be able to create an impact diva, in the future. And with Trish here, diva, like she's an example of now that she is a lawyer, you know, she you know, is making an impact in her own little way, diba? It doesn't have to be super immediate naman na parang, oh, making such a big change, diba? So it's really good that you guys nga, have that mindset nga of uh, wanting to make an impact nga in, in the country, diba? With, uh, with the profession, diba? So, ayun, I think that's pretty much what's really important talaga, diba? Especially with everything you guys have been through, like getting to that point, you know? So, ayun, um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, looking back at where you guys were when you decided that you wanted to take this career path, and then looking at where you guys are now, like, you guys have probably all grown so, so much. You guys have learned so many things. Now, you know, not just about law in general, but about yourselves also, right? The things that you're able to accomplish if you believe in what you're doing and all of that. So, what are the biggest things that you guys learned about yourselves, you know, First, as law students and as a lawyer now, based off of your work ethic so far, like the things that you're able to handle, like your time management or all of that. And then just, you know, as people in general, what are the biggest things that you guys learned about yourselves because of all of these experiences that you guys have been through? For me, I, I think one of the biggest things that I learned about myself is how much more resilient I was than I thought, like, than what I thought I was. Because, like, again, like, law school is really, really difficult. Parang there are many times parang I really wanted to give up and, like, um, like throw in the towel and, like, um, just stop. Because it's very hard there. But I learned na parang during those times, if I, I wanted to give up, I just kept pushing myself and I kept telling myself, na, no, I've come this far. Um, I can do it. Um, just, uh, started, I started believing in myself more. And parang, um, I started like rolling with the punches. Na, parang every like difficult thing, parang, looking back, I've handled Pala, in a good way. So, parang, I'm much more resilient pala than how I thought I was. I guess that's, that's mine. Mm-hmm. I just, sorry, I just kept nodding while Trish was talking because I agreed with every single thing that she said. And that's also the same realization that I had, that I am much stronger than I think I am. And maybe just to add to the discussion while Trish was talking talking and while I was thinking of what my answer should be I thought about this quote that I heard from an interview and I think the interview was from Kobe Bryant but Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure when but essentially Kobe Bryant said the key factor for me was even if I was not ready 
I would always be determined to get myself to a point where I would be ready. And even if I was already ready, it wouldn't change a thing because for me, I know that I'd have to keep improving anyway. And that's something that I think resonates so much with law students because every single day when you wake up, there's so much pressure to perform well just so you mm-hmm. could survive in law school. And so even though on certain days you're not really ready to face the day, you just have to force yourself to be ready. And I think that's what makes law students resilient. I super agree. Like, just to add, like, you learn how to trust yourself in the process of everything. Like, before, parangkala mo na you couldn't do it, like, you haven't reviewed enough, or you didn't review at all, but you have to get to class, or else, like, everything else is affected. Like, absences are really a big thing in law school. But then you learn how to trust yourself more and trust your gut with the things that you have to do and the things that you have to study. And when and when you're called like to speak up or whatever, you know you at one point you'll you'll get it there. You'll get out what you need to say and everything. And what matters is that you don't give up. Like that's it. You just have to show up, trust your gut and then don't give up. Like because if if you decide not to like like you stop showing up or whatever, it's going to be like a domino effect. Now you'll be too lenient, or you wouldn't like you'll be too lax with what how you're going to go about with things. And of course, you wouldn't want that, right? So once you start trusting yourself that you could do it, like you can get up every day and say, okay, it's another day. Let's get through this headstrong. Yeah, I agree. Actually, one of like my mantras in law school was like, fake it till you make it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you really have to like make yourself confident even yeah. though you're not. Because <laughs> like, giving yourself, like you hyping yourself up, it really makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. Mm, mindset, bro, mindset. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. If at least you believe in yourself, every everyone else's belief will come with it, right? But the key yeah. is you believe in yourself, talaga. That's the beginning, because nothing's gonna work if you don't believe in what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. Like once you start start sounding confident, like, wow, ang galing, pero in reality, yeah, then you're confident. Niko alam yung mga sinasabi ko. That's how it is. Parang you really have to go through it lang and stomach it. If it's a bad day, then it's not your last reset, for example, and then just bounce back, right? At least you did your best and you showed up. That's all that matters to me right now. Like when I learned what I, I learned it, like it wasn't like an easy learning process. Like you take things to heart sometimes. But then at one point you just learn to let it go and just bounce back the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think someone from the last episode said that whenever they would get uh like a wrong answer in a recipe, like don't be so hard on yourself because it's an opportunity for you to learn. And then the next time you won't make that mistake anymore. Right, just look at it in a different perspective rather than oh, I'm a failure. Take it as oh, there's something new to learn. Next time, I'll know better. And also, I think in law school, when you're going through things like that, 100% of the time, it's just a battle between you and yourself, not with anyone. Because said that also last time. (laughs) So 
you feel so conscious about what you think other people will say to you or against you if you have a bad day. But the truth is, everyone is just too busy doing their own thing yeah. that they don't even, you know, they're not even going to remember your bad reset. And at the end of the day, it's just a matter of you changing your mindset and you accepting that there will be good days and there will be bad days and that's just life. Yeah, I love, like what Tom mentioned, I love that if you guys share the same sentiments like no joke like in the previous episode everything you guys said they also said so yeah it's, it's really like cool, word for word like well that's uh, really the law thing right word for word everything yeah you share <laughs> you share the same sentiments because you go through the same experiences diva. so and it's great that you guys have similar takeaways yeah, from from all of this the entire experience and those are like really good advice diva. so like hopefully people listening especially the ones like starting out in law school or considering going to law, like they get something from this, right? especially from you guys who are already close to graduating and of course Trish being a lawyer already. So yeah, it's really important talaga, um, everything you guys said about staying um, resilient, you know, determined. Right? So yeah, and just really cutting yourself some slack right? sometimes. I mean, just being in law school is an achievement in itself. Right? Like the bravery for you guys to like really pursue this, right? not much of bureau. So again, like kudos to you guys for, you know, sticking with it, right? So yeah, I, mean, I guess you know to end. Um, like we do have like one final question. So if you guys could then, you know, with everything you've said, if you guys could then say something to your past selves, like from ten years ago, parang ganun, You know, looking at where you guys are now, uh, what would you give yourself? What advice would you give yourself then? So to my 14-year-old self, <laughs> 10 years ago, to my freshman self, um, whatever you're going through now, you can do it. And when you get through it, you'll be surprised at how far you've come and how, how and the relationships you made along the way and the learnings that you picked up as you're growing up. And even if it's hard, just keep going because you're continue lang, you'll make it to your dream. Yeah. For me, um, I tell myself, um, my younger self, to be less anxious about the future. Um, uh, to be more like outspoken um, and to pursue my dreams um, without restraint. Um, because um, as a kid, kasi I was super always anxious about the future. Parang. Um, there's this certain parang, trajectory, trajectory that I wanted myself to go. And I was yeah. giving myself so much pressure to parang, achieve that. So um, looking back now, parang, I was able, <laughs> I'm happy that I was able to sort of um, go that trajectory that parang, I was just dreaming of when I was a kid. So I tell myself not to... Um, be more confident to pursue my dreams. Um, just believe in yourself and um, don't stress. Like everything will work out. I guess that's mine. What I would tell my fourteen-year-old self would be just to never doubt the journey because everything that you're going through and will go through is preparing you to the future that 
is really meant for you. And in the end, no matter how hard it may be, it will all be worth it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I had in mind yeah, to say after you guys. The journey, but all the learnings, um, the experiences, and the memories also that you will gain along the way will make it worth it in the end. So, I mean, no matter how hard it is, as long as you keep going at it, worth it. It's like a feeling once you finish something that's super like difficult and hard, like law school, and you know, reaching your goal in the end and continuing to learn from there, gaining even more new experiences. Ayun, I think that's what that's what life is all about, basically. Like, just constantly learning, diba? So, yeah, and, you know, continuing to find your purpose and hoping to make an impact in the world, diba? So, yeah. Wow, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I guess before we end, we'll, well, I don't want to call it the Q&A, but, like, We'll just call it the back and forth, na lang, since we have someone who's. Oh, do, a I bit... get to, do I get to ask them questions? Also? I mean, you can yeah. if you want to. There's no, there's no formal, like, this is not a, like a stand up recit or anything like that. You guys can ask each other whatever you want. Yeah, just before we end, we'll, we'll let our two future lawyers talk to our present lawyer, ask her some questions, tips, anything that. They should know about what lies ahead for them in the coming one two years. Go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for Trish. Um, what was your favorite subject in law school? And now that you're a lawyer, would you say that that's still sort of like your favorite field, or has it completely changed? Good question. That's a good one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my, we're just adding to the good I can question. be a host. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, my favorite subject when I was in law school was you know, consti. Because mm. <laughs> I can it's not a lot of memorizing. <laughs> cannot yeah. be. Not, I yeah, cannot I, I think because uh, Consti is so interesting. Kaya. Like, um, uh, it's the fundamental law of the land. What <laughs> <So, laughs> is so interesting to me, and I, I think it was one of my favorites when I was in law school because I had a really good prof, professor Tony Lavinia. Um, I know he still teaches in Ateneo, but anyway, he was my prof, kasi, so like he was a big factor, like me, like liking that subject so much. Um, but now that I'm in, now that I'm a lawyer, I guess I'm leaning more towards remedial law because that's like that's the application of like you know like like everything na eh. like I actually wish na parang I studied more <laughs> when I was in, still in law school because arguably so rem is one of the harder subjects for me. But now, so I didn't like really put much of an effort into like studying REM because um, it wasn't interesting, it was boring. But now that I'm a lawyer, parang, shoot, I wish I, I wish I studied REM more. It's very important because sometimes, like when I'm in court, I still bring my, my rules of court with me and you know, like, um, 
shuffle through the pages and like just to make sure that I don't make a mistake in front of the judge. Because like that's my worst fear, parang for the judge to say na parang don't you know your your rules or something. You don't want to be judged. I don't want to be judged by the judge. Unintended. <laughs> 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 because it happens to the there are some judges that are really really um strict. There are judges naman that are kind. So um malas na lang if you get like your case gets raffled yeah. to like the strict judge and like um he scrutinizes everything that you're doing in court. So yeah. Me naman, I wanna ask like as an associate, you know, like back when I was an intern in a law firm, they would tell me how competitive it was between uh-huh. associates just to keep getting work or like be noticed so that you can get promoted like at least easier than the rest. Would you say that it's also competitive wherever you're working? Or do you have to put in like extra effort just to be noticed, for example? Because it's being an associate a year is very like challenging because every every case is thrown at you. Yeah. Actually like being in a firm talaga. I think requirement like when you're in a firm it's like the competition talaga that comes with it. I think in every firm whether it be like small a small or a medium or a large firm I mean, that's always competition. Kasi I'm not unless like for example it's a really really small firm and like you're the only associate diba? But then most of the firms kasi they have like um more than five associates so there's always like that competition. But it has to be um you have to make it a healthy competition. <laughs> like because it's going to be otherwise going to be really really toxic and you don't want a toxic work environment, diba? But yeah, um in my case, I've had to exert um try to exert like more effort just to get like noticed by the partners in my firm. Um, because um, we're more than 10 associates in my firm kasi. So, um, you know, you really have to put in the work when it comes to, like, for example, writing your pleadings or, um, like, arguing in court. Especially writing because everyone has a different writing style, diba? So, parang when you're writing your pleadings, parang you have to, like, write it in a way that would, you know, um, that would, like, set you apart from, like, all the others, right? You make it really, really good na parang when the partners read it, parang, oh, this, this associate writes really well, parang ganon. So, parang, I guess that's one of the, the things that I had to do as an associate, just to, like, um, try to get noticed by the senior partners. But it's not always ano naman. It's it's not always toxic naman. Again, like um in my firm at least the competition is very healthy. We help each other out. So parang um like when you enter a law firm, na it's really uh important for you to find a firm that's that has a healthy like work life balance and like um isn't a toxic environment. So. That's really one like important like piece of advice that, that I want to give you guys. Like find a good firm talaga where you're a fit. So yeah. 
Okay, it's your turn if you want to ask them something. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Um, how is online? Like, mm. I only was able to make abot kasi one year of online. Eh. Then I took the bar na. But like, how does it differ from like, you know, like regular face-to-face? Was it harder? Um... Yeah. Because I'm nodding, you're like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Was it easier? <laughs> I think one thing that I could say about it is it's harder in a sense that, at least in our case, professors are more running during yeah. online classes. So I remember for most of my online classes, we had to either blindfold ourselves oh, <laughs> while oh, yeah, yeah while doing recitation so that we don't look at the screen oh, or, okay. at least, or at least cover our eyes like this using our hands so that, that, know, that was intense. which was yes. really absurd so imagine like a person <laughs> walking inside your room and them like yeah, like you're in front of your laptop and then you have like this huge blindfold. So yeah. It's hassle. And on top of that, they would make it a point to ask harder questions than what like yeah. in general in law school, you would be asked what does the code say? Explain it, what's the case? Here they'll ask like out of the box questions like, Oh my god, I wouldn't know. Just so fine, even if you have a blindfold on or whatever, they have major trust issues. With like every single thing you do, like they don't trust you. Like that's one thing I love about face to face. Now it's like whatever I study, that's it. And if they do give you a hard question, then you're just malas, or it's just they want to drive a point or whatever. And not only that, again, the socialization is super important. Like it really sucks yeah. being alone in your room, especially when you're when you have a bad day. For example, you have a bad rest day. Like, there's no one you can talk to or you have to call them pa. There's no, like, there's no hugs or anything. I mean, I really love, like, talking to people and whatever. So, parang, that's the hard thing about being isolated all the time with online classes. Apart from the trust issues of your professor. Uh, I think, yung tinanong din namin yan nung sa, the part one, they did say na mas strict na yung mga professors. Kasi syempre, yeah. like, they don't have the same control as yung face-to-face in the classroom setting. Like, baka mamaya may so they kind of did make it harder nga, so yeah I, I even asked like an extra question like ano mas mahirap yung online reset or yung face to face and they said online nga, so yeah mm-hmm. actually super agree with what Julian said like um, I find it hard kasi for example like for, um, you had a bad reset you have no one to like run to or like no one to physically there to actually console you. Diba? So praying that's really that's really nice to find you're back to face to face now because at least like you're with your support group physically. And the support group talaga, I can't stress this enough, really, really important when you're in law school. Um so you don't lose your mind. Diba? So yeah. Oops, yeah, very <laughs> sounds so stressful. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. Unless anyone else has any questions to throw in the hat before we 
we let you guys go. Before we take the mic away. Okay, if you're if you're all good, I guess you know we we do ask our guests in every episode, no matter what the topic is, just anything that they want to plug. So if you guys want to plug your socials for clout, or... no, no, don't be shy. You know we ask med students to do this too. <laughs> it's really weird, like asking. It's funny, you know. Like, I think one of them said, uh, one of them said, no, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna plug mine because I'm not active." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all good, you guys. Like this is this is your time to shine in this platform. So you guys go ahead. Nobody wants to unmute. It's okay. Everyone's so humble. It's okay, guys. <laughs> this is social media. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's okay. If if no one wants, it's okay. We'll plug it the one in the description of the. We'll find the you guys. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's no problem. If you don't want to say it, it's all good. We'll just plug whatever you guys secretly want plugged in the description of the Spotify um recording. Yeah, and we'll, we'll follow and support you. Guys. Yeah, that's the one of the things we give to our guests also. Apart from the platform for them to share their experiences, but we also like you know follow and support. support. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if it's a privilege not to be followed by us. <laughs> we're not. Like, why, why <laughs> These are lawyers. We're nothing. <laughs> oh, why we started this podcast is to meet new people. Then, to make yeah, new that's friends. true. Yeah, I think that's one thing we forgot to mention. Even though we keep on, yeah, our our network has expanded like crazy, mm-hmm. and we're so happy to be able to bring people together like this. Also, like even if some of you know each other, like meeting new friends who share common interests and common life paths. You know, I'm sure you guys yeah. are gonna encounter each other sometime down in the future. And, now you all have this shared experience to, you know, to talk about with each other. And your names will forever be on Spotify. So <laughs> whenever you search, Walana, your name is there already. So, <laughs> but yeah, we just want to thank you three again for taking the time to be here with all of your busy schedules. Really appreciate you guys willing, willingly, you know, coming on our show. Like we hope that you guys enjoyed and learned things from each other. Like I'm pretty sure me and Mon have learned quite a few things about yeah, how stressful yeah. this career path is but how rewarding it will be when it's all said and done so yeah thank you three again and thank you to everyone who's been listening in and supporting our content really appreciate it give us a follow subscribe subscribe like you know all of that <laughs> and yeah this has been another episode of the screw up standpoint again you can take it or leave it and we will see you guys in the next episode <laughs>